Welcome to the Watering Hole Football Podcast. Alrighty, welcome in. I am Dylan Lund. And I am Colton Sorensen. And this is the Watering Hole Football Podcast. We have been away for a bit. I feel like the season... Um, it just got into that part of the season where it just kind of drags on a bit. Yeah, there there wasn't a lot of things to talk about, even though there was a lot of football being played. It just didn't seem like, with our level of preparation, didn't seem worth making which, a show. So. Which is almost none. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's almost none. It's almost none. Um, but yeah, like we're we're back. We got an idea this week, so we're gonna we're gonna try it. I will say I do envy. Um, people that have to make content for a living yeah and like a couple different shows a week or whatever it's tough yeah yeah i mean that hats off to you if you can do it and the other problem is like we work full-time jobs also true so there's other shit we do you're also a father yep young child and, and uh that it, it's just it's not the first thing we think about every day so that right. makes it a little more difficult too and but, we're not getting paid for it so like correct yeah yeah that's that's a big factor in it. If if there was money involved, I'd probably work a little harder. Right. But so we, we have fun anyway. Yeah. So apologize to all of our three listeners <laughs> yeah. uh, that you haven't gotten an episode for a while. But today we're gonna do something. Um, I think it'll be a little fun. We are going to take a look at the teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs as of right now. Also, the Rams and the Cardinals because they're like. I mean, they're, 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 they're basically basic, eliminated. They're basically there. Yeah. Um, but first, we got some injury news to talk about. <laughs> I, Lo- I, I love it. make it through it. I love it. So we figured out that my recording equipment has uh, a sound pad, and now... We are going to annoy the shit out of you with transitions and music. Yeah, it's going to be great. You guys get... Only got two options. For now. But it, it is going to be hilarious. You guys are going to hate it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, was it a couple weeks ago now? Uh, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo out for... The season? I, I mean, mo- it's... Most of the season? Yeah, till the playoffs, I think. Or just second week of the playoffs? Yeah, it's... It's enough time to where the backup. Uh, have you heard his? Have you heard about Brock Purdy? Uh, I believe I've heard that he's Mister Irresistible or Mister Mister Unobtainable. Yeah, I think I think that's no Mister Irrelevant. Mister Irrelevant. There it is. Right. I ha- I think I heard in only like one place <laughs> that just, he is he's Mister Irrelevant. I've heard it in just every show. Every podcast, every single football game, not even the 49ers games, just every single one of them, I think they've mentioned that. Did you see the graphic that they're already comparing him to Tom Brady? Shouldn't be. <laughs> like, literally, I think Fox had a thing like, it's, you know, hey, look, late round pick. Oh, look, he's playing great. Oh, he could lead them to a Super Bowl. Like, come on now. Do, do you want to know who else was a good late round pick quarterback that played real well? Neither do I. I yep, don't. Yep. I don't want to know. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, Garoppolo is going to be hurt until probably. I think it was somewhere like midway through the playoffs. Yep. 
Um, Purdy has come in and played well. Yeah. I think played way better than expected for being the last pick in the draft as a rookie this sure. year. But I think their team is kind of built around protecting a quarterback that's not so great. Right. I think he's a little more aggressive than Garoppolo, and that's the kind of the spark that he gives them. Yeah. Like, Garoppolo's your safer pick. This guy might be a, a little more aggressive. And he's he hasn't had the game yet where he makes a ton of rookie mistakes, and I feel like that's coming. Yeah. He, to me, is the Taylor Heineke kind of guy, where he comes in and the team likes it because he's aggressive and... He takes all the chances, but at some point you're going to have that game where it doesn't always go your way and he's going to continue trying to press and make things go his way and it's not going to look good. Right. I feel like there's going to be one or two of those games uh, the rest of the year in the regular season. Yep. And then in the playoffs, it's a whole different animal. Yes, it is. So if, if they make it to Garoppolo coming back, I feel fairly confident that they're a team you have to beat. Yeah. Like with Garoppolo in the lineup, they're not going to beat themselves. So you, you have to beat them, but will they make it there? That's the question. Right. I mean, they're the only team in the league. I think with a difference maker defense. Yeah. Um, their defense can actually like take over a game. And I feel like there isn't really another team that has that. The only other one close is probably Denver. And they're eliminated from the playoffs. Denver is horrendously bad on offense, so that that doesn't 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 help the case here. Yeah. Also, with San Francisco, Debo's going to be out for a couple weeks because they keep on trying to smash him up the middle, and he got rolled up on. Yep. Don't understand that. Um, I feel like if you're going to run him, run him on the edges. I think he's. Well, it's probably the, better there anyway. Yeah, he's good in space. That is his whole thing, is he's a very a- good athlete. Um, he's shifty. He's fast. Get him in space. Don't run him into the line. That's where you put guys like Derrick Henry and Cordero Patterson. You put them in the line because that's where they're good. Yeah, so, I mean, the Niners are still probably going to make – they're still probably going to win the division. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I don't see Seattle catching them. Well, I mean, tonight they play Seattle. Yeah, I don't. So, oh, by the way, we are recording this prop. They starting like during the Thursday night football game. So, yeah. Um, so the next major uh, quarterback injury, Kyler Murray, this past Monday tore his ACL. Yes, and I think we can get to more of that in our um. Our deep dive of the teams because they are one of the teams that we are saying is essentially eliminated. Yep. But this, this does not help their case to not be eliminated. But it sucks, man. Yep. Kyler's one of my favorite players. I understand, like, all the caveats. I understand he's limited. I understand, like, he is who he is, but he's just, he's a fun player to watch. And I hope he can recover well and come back like Adrian Peterson did and be even better the next year. Or 24, whenever, you know, if it takes a whole year for him to recover. Yeah. I The problem that I have is that Kyler Murray is so dependent on his legs. And that that's tough as the quarterback position goes. Because it, it's not... A running back, I feel like you're going to come back and you need... That is the sole reason you're working out is to fix your legs. He also has to work on different types of movements with his knee. 
the twisting, the stuff like that for throwing the football and also running, that it, it's going to be a little bit more of a complicated comeback from that injury. So it's his right knee. Yes. So that would be his power knee, essentially. Correct. Or the, the leg that he gets, he generates your power from. Yeah. And that's, it's a little concerning, but he he's also a lighter quarterback. There's not as much weight on it. Hopefully that helps him because I'm not a Kyler Murray fan by any sense of the word, but he's still, he's still a fun quarterback. Like he's the kind of guy that you want in the league because he generates stories. He has fun plays and I hope this does not limit his fun factor going forward. Yeah. Um, but I think we'll, uh, I don't think there's any more, Injury or newsworthy stuff. I mean, there's injuries around the league, but those are the big ones that kind of make a big impact. As your, I mean, Lamar Jackson is hurt for a little while, but yeah, he's gonna come back though. Yeah, that's not as big of a deal. So, I think we can probably move on to the real portion of the show here. That's just a loop. It's much shorter than the other one. <laughs> we're working with less on that one. But All right, so we're going to take a deep dive into some teams that are their season is absolutely donezo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going to start with the Houston Texans. Uh, right? Theirs was done when it started, I think. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so the Texans probably going to have the number one overall pick. Which I, I would good. assume so. Uh, 2023, they're going to have $47.5 million in cap. Um, Jesus. Sorry about that. Uh, so right now, Nick Casario is their GM. Lovey Smith is in his first year as a head coach. Um, and they have, they got two first round picks. Yep. They got a second and they got two thirds along with the rest of their, um, their other picks in the upcoming draft. So based on the assets that they have as players. And I, I wrote a couple down, select like some pieces to build around. You got left tackle, Larry Tunsil. Uh, you drafted Derek Stingley. Was it second overall, third overall? Yeah. This last year at corner. Damian Pierce is a good running back. And then a couple wide receivers I think can turn into a pretty good tandem is uh, John Mechie, who has not played yet, but we're hoping that he gets... He had like uh ACL. I thought he was the one that had like the uh, like lymphoma or something like that. Oh, yeah. So ACL was early in the college year, and then he had something because he didn't play the rest of the year for Alabama, and then there was something else on top of it. It might have been the cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was something like that. Um, and then Nico Collins, who they got a couple years ago, who I think we both liked coming out. Yeah, I, I liked him more than I think the consensus, and he's taken a little bit of time to kind of pick it up, but... I think he's a solid player. He needs a quarterback to throw him the football. That's that's kind of the big concern here. But yeah, I think I, I think, think he's talented. I think we know that more than likely they're going to take quarterback number one. That is their probably their obviously their biggest need. Unless you believe in Kyle Allen, which they should not. They also should not believe in Dave Smills either because they've they've seen him. Correct. Um, so yeah, whatever whatever quarterback they want this year. Uh, whether it's your Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, I guess. Anthony Richardson, apparently. Don't get me started on that. Gloss we'll, over that one. We're going to talk about that in a later episode when <laughs> I start breaking down my college quarterbacks. But yeah, um, 
I think they have like they have a decent number of ways to rebuild this team. I just feel like they got a lot of holes. Yeah, and I mean, so I kind of have laid three points out for each of these teams that I think they should focus on going into next year. The first for Houston is draft your quarterback and you're in quotation marks. Find the one that you want to style your play around and draft him. Don't question it. Don't don't just go by consensus. Find the one that works for you and the hopefully the new coach coming in. I was gonna say, like you have to you have to make sure because I I hope it's a new coach. Correct. That is number three on my list is get a coach. Like Lovey Smith is good. He's fine. But he's not your coach. I think you gotta not necessarily get younger, but like I think have a bit of a philosophy change. Yeah. Lovey Smith's kind of that old school type of coach. And yeah. I think the best thing name to watch. I know it's already been thrown around, but Ben Johnson, offense coordinator for the Lions, he's doing some special shit up in Detroit. Yep. Look for him to be a a coaching candidate for pick a team that has fired their head coach. Yeah, Laramie Tunsil, multiple receptions next year. That would be wonderful. I, I'm in. <laughs> so get a coach is number three on my important part, but it goes along with draft your quarterback. And then also their defense is horrendous. And I kind of picked one spot. I think they need better edge rush. I think that's – you have young uh, defensive backs – Linebacker, not super valuable. Get an edge guy. Get a name on your edge. Yeah, right now their edge rushers are Jerry Hughes and... What was it like? Uh, it's pretty much Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes? Yeah. <laughs> that's about it? I mean, that's, Jerry Hughes is like I mean, 35? Mario... Uh, uh, shit, what's his name? Is it Mario Addison? Mario Addison. Not Not great. I, I think you can do a lot better there. So I go go get an edge guy. They have money. They have cap space. Yeah, 47 and a half. That's, that's a decent chunk. You can get a couple of difference maker yeah. type players with that. Go out and sign a Jarvis Landry or a Harold Landry, sorry, style of guy. Like an older veteran guy that will still put up pressure. But not too old. Correct. You you want you want like the thirty enough. to thirty one, yeah. not the thirty five yeah. and older. Yeah, you want to get that guy that can give you pressure, because I think that alone will help the defense a, a large amount. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think that's about it for the uh, for the Texans. Yeah, that's all I got. Denver. <laughs> All right, the Broncos. Um, the Broncos are a little different than the Texans. Yes, so, because the Broncos roster overall. It's good. It's good. It's good roster. Yeah. I think this is me personally. Okay, so we got uh, just run through it here. So the Broncos next year, they have $19 million in cap. Uh, you got George Payton as GM. I think this is his second year. Yep. Uh, first year head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. Um, they do have a first this year, but it's San Francisco's first, so it's probably going to be a little bit later in the draft. We would assume it's going to be 
outside of the lottery, if you will, of other sports. Yeah, I don't think they have a second-round pick, but they do have two-thirds, and they only have six total draft picks this year. Not ideal for a team that needs a lot of help, specifically on the offensive side of the football. And O-line. O-line needs to be better because you are stuck with Russell Wilson. You're, you're stuck with him. Yeah, there's no way you can get out of the contract. Yeah. You. So, okay, going back to the trade, I don't know how much we really talked about it, but I feel like the trade itself was the right move. Yeah. That's the right move. You get you get a, you know, perceived like Hall of Fame level type quarterback because that was the thing that you needed, you know? Yeah. Over the last like 3 years, everything was good except for the quarterback, and that was the way that everybody saw the Denver Broncos. So you go out and you get your Russell Wilson. That's fine. Yeah. Then you give him like a billion dollars. Yep. Over 5 years. That's I I think that's where the big mistake came in. But I I do think he had like a no trade clause. And part yeah. of it was that he needed like a, so an I extension in order to get I, traded. I believe he had a short list of teams, like six or seven teams, if I remember correctly. And part of the deal was if he got traded, he also wanted to get paid. Right. So in order to trade and also make him happy, they had to give him the money. But maybe they went a little overboard on giving him the money. I mean, maybe he wouldn't take anything less. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, and I think the worst part is the length of it. Because I think by the time the contract is over, he's going to be like 38 or 39. Yeah. And that's it's too old because he already can't move anymore. Yeah. And that's, that's the other thing about him. It's like his style is like run around and make shit happen but he can't run around very well anymore like you can see the difference yeah so the problem with russ is he should be better than he is should be by all accounts we thought he was going to be better yeah i i don't think i know of anybody that thought russ would not be better than what like better than sam darnold this year right so at this point you hope next year that there's a bit of progression in his play you hope he gets better but also he's in his 30s now so is that gonna happen right and i think the only way that you can really do that is you're either gonna have to get rid of hackett or get rid of his system like if you keep nathaniel hackett which i don't know i don't know why you would i don't know if i would and i don't know if they will he went for a 65 yard field goal at one point this this week week one yeah what what are you doing (laughs) i think that was to win the game week one yeah and you have a quarterback put it in your quarterback that you paid a billion dollars okay put it in his hands maybe not anymore no that was week one at the time that's what you have to do right you don't go for a i think it was like a fourth and five or something like that yeah just don't yeah, and was, there was time left on the clock. It was su- such a bad scenario. Okay, to be fair... He's they, just a bad coach. To be fair, they have gotten better about all that stuff but like, do, as the season has gone on. Don't matter, because they're bad. The offense is still terrible. Yeah, and Nathaniel Hackett as an offensive head coach shouldn't be there anymore. I think... Um, the blame has to fall on somebody, and you cannot put it on Russ. Well, yeah, you have too much money into him. Correct. But, like, I'm sure... 
if you're listening to this, you follow the NFL enough, you've seen the stat that says that the Broncos, if they had scored 18 points per game, they would have been like 10 and 2. Yep. In the span of, you know, the first 12 weeks. And that's insane. Like their defense is legit like championship defense. But they can't fucking score points. Yeah, it is pretty wild. Um and that's why for the things that I think they should do, it first and foremost it's O-line. Because if Russ can't run around anymore, get him better protection. It has been horrendous. In my opinion, they've been the worst offensive line in the league. Except I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. They they have been horrendous. I feel like, like it's partly on him though. Partly, but you also need to take the pressure off of him. You need to, if he can't move anymore and he's going to be stupid about where he moves, be better on the offensive line. If if that's the way you got to do it, well, I mean, do it. Because the other thing is like, okay, if you have a bunch of pressure, you just play a bunch of quick game. He can't do that. He, yeah, he, he just does that. not understand quick game. So get the offensive line. <laughs> like, do whatever you need to do to make the offensive line better. Um, Number two... Get edge help on defense. Probably just usually, or I, I think this is more like depth. I think Baron Browning has been a really good piece this year. Randy Gregory yeah. should come back next year. Yeah. And hopefully he's as good as he was early this year and last year. Yeah. Get, because you don't want to just think the defense is great. Let me just leave it. Keep trying to build the defense because that is what is going to make your team good next year. Um, And then number three, Try somehow to carry Russ. If he's not the same guy, you have to try to make him less of a factor in the game. I don't know how you do that. You're paying him so much money to just be an afterthought. Yeah, it's it's the argument that was made so long ago for Kirk Cousins is he's a system quarterback. He He's not going to win you games. Well, you paid Russ to win you games. Yeah. But now you have to make him a system quarterback. You have to... And he has the talent. Like, Russ, as a thrower, is accurate enough. He should have enough timing. Should. We haven't seen it. No, he's never played with timing. Right, but he he should understand the game enough as a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Also a Super Bowl losing quarterback. That makes me happy. (laughs) Um he should have the ability to read a defense good enough to play with timing. Or switch to a run if that's the better idea. Correct. Make him less of a factor in the games if he is the same Russ next year. Right. That That's all you can do because you're, you're stuck with him. Right. Yeah, I, I just think the main thing, probably just either get rid of Hackett or make him get a different system. Yeah. Pay a better offensive coordinator to come in and not let Nathaniel Hackett touch it. Yeah, pretty much. So, and probably don't let him touch the clock management stuff or the decision making or you know what? Probably just fire Nathaniel Hackett. That's my thought. I feel bad being like, "Hey, that guy should not have a fucking job," but like, man, he's bad at it. There are some people out there in the world, and I I know a few of them. I've worked with a few of them. Currently work with a few of them. They are just not qualified to do the job that they are hired for. Sure. It doesn't mean that he's a bad, like, offensive coordinator. Because maybe as just an offensive coordinator, he's better. He's a possibly a Mike Zimmer. Sure. Put him as a defensive coordinator, Mike Zimmer would be great. 
is not a head coach. Yeah, I wouldn't want to run on my team. So, I don't know. Maybe he takes a pay cut and just is your offensive coordinator and he has more time to focus on that. Nope, I don't think that system works with him. No, fire him. <laughs> Probably. But, yeah, I think that's all about all I have on the uh, the Broncos. All right, on to the next team. Bears. <laughs> Duh, Bears. Okay, so... <laughs> This is not going to get us views, but I love it so much. People are probably going to get so annoyed with these fucking corny little <laughs> little transitions. If if I was recording the other one, I'd have the air horn on here just going. Meow, meow, meow. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't do that one. All right, the Bears. The Bears. Okay. So first year GM, uh, Ryan Poles. Yep. We got uh, first year head coach, Matt Eberflus. It was a weird hire, I thought. Yeah, weird weird name, too. Like, just Eberflus? What are we doing? It's a little, a little strange. Name your kids better. Um, the, uh, the thing that the Bears got going for them. So, that's two things. They got Justin Fields. That's a big thing. Justin Fields uh, has been good the last probably half of the season. Yep. That's what you want. They, okay, that is so they, exactly what you so want. So, they have had the perfect scenario over the last about seven, eight games. Yes. Justin Fields plays absolutely incredible. He yep. rips defenses to shreds. Absolutely. And they lose the game. 100%. That's the perfect, perfect but scenario. Because you want your quarterback to have confidence. We, I think we legitimately said this at the beginning of the year. His best case scenario is Justin Fields figures it out and he builds confidence while your defense is still terrible. Right. I think we said it at the beginning of the year. That is exactly what's happening. Right, and they they did a really good job of making their defense worse by trading yes. away their best defensive player in Roquan Smith. See, they're helping out the process. Correct. They are going to get a high draft pick. Yeah, I think right now it's like three or four. Yeah, and they're also dominating on offense sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. He, and, is, he is absolutely dominant as a runner. Yeah, 905 rushing yards. That's... That's more than a lot of running a backs. A lot in the of NFL. running backs. He's so, also passing the ball fairly well. Right. Um, the other thing that the Bears have going for them next year is they have $124 million in cap space. Yeah. Now, that helps. Okay. I have not looked at the free agent class for next year. I have not either. Um,. I don't think they need to really do a lot in the offensive line. It's been fine. It's been fine. Maybe if you if you have a chance to upgrade at maybe one or two positions, like I wouldn't be mad at that with that no. kind of money. Um, on, on a budget. Do sure. get, get your budget guy that is gonna help the offensive line but not break the bank. Yeah, get your like six to eight million dollar guard or something like that. Because Tevin Jenkins He's finally playing and playing well. Yeah, he's he's good. And that's that was the big guy that you needed to see play well in order to see if this line was going to work. Yeah, he was their, uh, was it second round pick from last year? I think it was ju- like the second pick of the second round. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but yeah, they, they've, they've been fine. Well, right now their right tackle is Riley Reeves. So you should probably get younger at right tackle. Yeah. But other than that, the line's been good. Um. Their defense is terrible, so anything on defense, yeah, anybody you can get that'll really make a difference. I think with this kind of money, you can get four or five, maybe six, like actual difference makers on pick a side of the ball. Yes. And then in the draft, you pick 
whoever you didn't take in free agency. Correct. My my number one thing for the Bears is start building defense. Like, find your building blocks. You get a couple veterans that are going to really make a difference in free agency. You have plenty of money. Go out and get some real good guys. Draft a rookie in some other spots that you need. And then get weapons. Get wide receivers. Yeah, and all of them. All of the wide receivers you can get. So defense and wide receivers. Focus on that this year. Even if the defense isn't a whole lot better, at least get it moving in the right direction. Because there are some young players on their defense that, I don't know, possibly have a future. Um, Jalen Johnson, I think, is fairly okay. Um, Jaquan Brisker has been really good this Jaquan year. Jaquan Brisker's he's a, he's playing a rookie, good. Rookie safety. Just, just get the team moving in the right direction and then help Justin Fields and get him some wide receivers. There's not a lot that they need because it's been... It's been fine for tight end wise because Cole Komet's pretty good. They remember was it last year they had like eight tight ends on the roster? Yeah, don't draft <laughs> eight tight ends. Don't do that. I again. swear to God, if they take a tight end, yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, no, do that. That'd be funny. Yeah, for us as Vikings fans, yes, please draft all the tight ends. Um, and then my third point is on the offensive line, shore it up with a a solid center. Like if. John Michael Schmitz falls in the draft to the second round to you. Take him. He's a solid center. Is that the Minnesota kid? That's a Minnesota kid. Or in free agency, find a center with, like like a smart center. Find sure. a guy that's going to be able to call out protections and be on the same page with Justin Fields. And that, I think, will help the line even more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... They have all of them. Okay, so you know what they're going to do since they have $124 million in cap space? They, okay, have you seen what is supposed to be the, like the only free agency class that I've heard of right now has been the running back free agents. Yep. It is an insane running back class for free agency. Yeah, and they're going to get two of them. And they're going to overpay for either like a Saquon yep. or a Josh Jacobs. I yep. think Kamara is also a free agent. Yes, he is. Um, there's a couple more. They're, they're not going to overpay for one. They're going to get two of them. <laughs> they're going to run a full like... Uh, Three-headed wing. running a pack. Run <laughs> yeah, attack. like run like the the the, the wing... The, like the, the wing T. Yeah, the T wing, whatever yeah. wing T, whatever. The wing T offense. Like uh like Army does. They're gonna play an army offense. I mean, that's the smart way to go. But then you don't need to get wide receivers. So what you need to do is back in the day, the Packers would run was a sweep or something. I don't remember what it's called. It was like a power sweep or something. Sure. They ran that play 97% of the time. But they were just executing better than the defense could figure it out. That's what you got to do. That's it. I don't think you can do that anymore. No, probably not. But it, it has to be a Justin Fields running play. Right. It's a triple and, option. And you use the the running backs, the three running backs that you have. Because you also have David Montgomery, who's 
is fine. I think he's going to be a free agent, though, isn't he? Ah, screw him then. Get get the fuck out of here. No, we got Khalil. So Khalil Herbert, Saquon yep. Barkley, and, and Alvin Kamara. It's probably Josh Jacobs. No, Alvin Kamara because he's a pass catcher. It's a little bit different. Okay, you do need. Yeah, yeah, you do need one. So you put all all three of those guys on the field with Justin Fields, and then Darnell Mooney because because you have you have you have yeah, Darnell Mooney. You have Darnell Mooney, and then you just run a triple option, and sometimes you pass it to Darnell Mooney. Well, no, see. Or, or Camaro. You can pass to Camaro. Or Cole Komet. No, he's not on the field. Okay. He's on the bench with the other eight, eight tight ends. <laughs> All right, we went way too far into that joke. <laughs> but no, I, I, I do feel like they're probably going to overpay for one of these free agent, uh, free agent running backs. Yeah. It seems like something the Bears would do. Probably. Where they need to focus defense, wide receivers, a center. I mean, if it's not a center, get a, a veteran guy that is not bad. R- Riley Reef. Yeah, <laughs> like, that get, tackle. Get a solid veteran guy who's smart and can kind of help pull that line together. And somebody that has historically been healthy. Yeah, that would help. I think that's probably yeah. one of the main things. That would help a lot. So uh, that's all I got for that team. Yep. Moving on. The L.A. Rams. Rams. All right. So the Rams are not technically eliminated from the playoffs. But they are. But they are. I mean, they're not going to win the division. Technically, no. Mathematically, no. But they are eliminated. So uh, they got Les Snead as their GM. Sean McVay is the head coach. They've been a good pair. Yeah, I think so. They've built a good team. Until it's not. Yeah. They they did the one thing that everybody was terrified to do is win, truly go into a win-now scenario. Yep. Trade literally everything yep. for every known quantity of mm-hmm. superstar that you can see. And we can say for a fact. It worked. It, it was a success. It absolutely worked. They have a ring. They have a Lombardi. It worked. Moving forward. It now does not work. <laughs> it's This is the reason that more teams didn't do it. Because for the next possibly 10 seasons... They're, they're going to be kind of fucked. Yeah, they are in bad shape. So what I will say is... Now, and this... If you're a fan of the Rams, was it worth it? Yeah. You got your Super Bowl, right? Absolutely. That was, that was worth it. If I'm on the Viking... if. If the Vikings did this and won a Super Bowl... Fuck it. Who cares? I am perfectly fine with it. Um, Now, looking within the building, you got, you're, you know, talking about your people like McVay and Les Snead and all the guys that are actually making these decisions and now they have to live with the decisions that they made. The next couple <laughs> of years are going to be rough. And... I think there's a decent possibility that Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, and Sean McVay will not be there next year because they retire. Possibly. And I feel that's totally fair. 100%. Like, if you don't want to be on a shitty team, you don't got to be on a shitty team. I feel like Aaron Donald is the one that... Well, McVay, because he's young, maybe he wants the challenge. Stafford... I don't see a reason. I, I really don't. 
I don't see a reason to be basically back on the Lions again. It just doesn't make a lot of sense for him. But Aaron Donald, I feel like, could ask for a trade. And he would have people pay what the Rams need to to let him go. And if you're Aaron Donald, continue building your legacy. I swear to God, if he gets traded to the fucking Bears and he, we have to deal with him. He won't. He might. He, they have he, a lot of money. He won't. They but, could give him like 35 a year. They could give him legitimate quarterback money. But but they won't. But they might. But they might. But they won't. They probably won't. But they might. I I think it'd be tough. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they'd trade him. I don't think they would let somebody else have him. I think they should. They probably should to get back to try to rebuild. Because that that's one of the things that I'll talk about is shed cap. All of it. Shed cap and be average. Like, that is your goal for the next 10 years. Be average. That is the goal. I mean, I, I think the more, like, immediate future, like your next, like, two, three years-ish, like that kind of window, fuck it, you got... Baker is a f- fine quarterback. Baker's fine. Yeah. You're gonna. You're probably gonna keep Cooper Cup. Yeah. Uh, you got Van Jefferson, who I think is a solid player. I like him. They don't know what to do with the run game, so like their running backs don't really matter. Their line is terrible. Yep. Uh, well, that's gonna make Baker even worse. Yep. But yeah, I feel like it might not be a bad idea to ship all your stars out. Yeah. Send Aaron Donald somewhere. Send Jalen Ramsey somewhere. That That is my... So, for the Rams, I have three points laid out. The O-line is bad. Yep. That That is the point. I don't know what you can do about it, but that's that's the point. O-line is terrible. Uh, shed cap and be average, and then get younger on defense. That You have stars on defense that you don't need. You have stars that are not going to help you win games because that's all you have. And the, yeah, and that so they did the absolute like stars and scrubs type of type of team building. Absolutely. And like like we said, it worked. Yeah. They won a Super Bowl, hundred percent. So there you go. You got you got your win. Mm-hmm. Now it's you're kind of you're kind of reaping the. Uh, you're reaping the rewards. Yeah, the rewards for which are here have a plate of shit. And yeah. that's that's going to be what it is. So to try to accelerate how long you're going to be bad. Ship ship guys out, get younger and hopefully hit on some draft picks that you should get from shipping guys out. Yeah, um this year they they got a second, a third. No, sorry, they have two two seconds, three fifths, four sixes, and two sevens. That's that's what they need is a lot of just picks. get a, just get a lot of picks. Yeah, and ship guys out. And I don't think I mentioned this. They're not going to have a first round pick. I think at least this year and next year. I don't. I think it's even longer than that. And either that or it might be the year after. But yeah. this this year's pick is going to the fucking the uh, the Lions. Yes. Who right now it's like I think it's the third overall pick. Yep. Man, Lions Lions are looking like that trade worked out pretty well. Also, with how shitty like to. 
further say how shitty this situation is. The Rams have one and a half million dollars in cap space next year. Yeah. And that's why you're saying like you have to get rid of cap. Like you your cap space is fucked. Yes. You cannot sign anybody, so you no. cannot help your team. Correct. So get rid of all your stars, trade them all away. I think get, at this point you need to tear it completely down. Get draft picks. Because the more draft picks you have, the more chance you have on hitting. And the cheaper and, they are. Yeah, and you can slowly build this team back up. You have an opportunity with how many stars that you have. Trade them while you still have value and get something out of them. Yeah. And that, that should be their entire goal as a team. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty rough for the next probably five or so years for the for the Rams. Yep. We'll see. I'm, I'm really curious to see what McVay does. I've heard that he might go into the booth and be a broadcaster. I think he would be wildly entertaining as a broadcaster. I think he'd have a fun time. I think he would too. I think he could, he would be like Romo, except smarter. Yeah. And more energy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more. Yeah. Do you you got anything else? I don't got anything else on them. No. Moving on. Cardinals. Every fucking. (laughs) That that might be the dumbest thing we've ever done on the podcast. (laughs) Except uh, maybe the nicknames. The nicknames, that was pretty fun. I, I pretty, did like pretty that. Pretty fun. That was pretty it was it was hard to keep going though. Like yeah. there's there's just a lot of Yeah. Anyway, uh so Cardinals. Uh Steve Kime is the general manager. I saw a report that he took a leave of absence for like health reasons, like today yeah. or yesterday or something like that. I think he's had health issues for a while. I don't think it's anything new, but hopefully all is well. Yeah. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, head coach, I think fourth, fourth year. Yeah. Um, the Cardinals next year have $24 million in cap space. And this year they have all of their draft picks except for an extra third and an extra sixth. Number one. Fire Cliff. Fire Cliff. I have been saying it for how many seasons now? Probably about two. Yeah. Get him out of there. Number two, get an identity on defense. This is the one that we can talk about. I I don't understand their defense. They have athletes, but they have no structure. There is nothing, there's no goal going into any play. It's just, they they basically tell the defense, go make a play. And that does not work. Yeah, they have a couple. I, I would say, like, three guys that are, like, supremely athletic. Yeah, some special athletes. Like, absolutely special athletes. You have Buda Baker playing safety. Yep. You have Isaiah Simmons playing something. Yeah. And you have Zayvon Collins playing something. Yeah, he, he's on the field. Um, Yeah, and that that's the problem, is what do they play? And they, you don't know. I don't know. They've drafted the the guys two years in a row. So yeah. So two years ago they draft Isaiah Simmons top ten. Yep. They don't have a plan for him. He's just thrown out onto the field. They put it like in college he played safety, linebacker, D line, corner, slot corner, all of these positions, and he was good at all of them. Yeah. So you draft a guy like that, you need a plan for him. Correct. They didn't have a plan. Because if you're gonna move him around, 
have a plan for moving him around. Right. Have specific plays where you want him here. Have specific plays where you want him here. That That's not what's happening. What is happening right now is 11 guys walk out onto the field on defense. I think he... I think... Isaiah Simmons just kind of plays in the middle-ish of the field. It's like, okay, that's your area. Like, patrol your area. Yeah. I, th- I think that's that's essentially how they play them. There, there's probably, in their mind, they have three zones on the field that they know are covered. It's where Buda Baker's playing. It's where Zayvon Collins is playing. And it's where Isaiah Simmons is playing. The rest of the defense figures itself out. And that's not how that works. No, that's a bad, that's a bad design. So... One thing that we talked about is when Parsons was coming out, yeah. he he was an athlete. He was supremely special, but his ability to read a de- an, an offense was not necessarily fully developed. And or so it looked like from the film. Right. His college film. So what I said in my opinion to make the biggest impact of him athletically is you put him at edge rusher because he's a freak of nature and he is put on tape that he can rush the passer. The The Cowboys did not do that at the beginning. They did not. Year one was not a lot of pass rushing snaps. It was a lot of off ball. It was a lot of like playing coverage, having him try to like read the D or read the offense. Right. It and didn't fit. It didn't work. But then later in the year, they just said, you know what? Fuck it. Go rush the passer. And it turns out he's pretty good at that. Right. So that's what they need to start doing in Arizona is on this, on one play, take Isaiah Simmons and just decide for an entire game, hey, you're rushing the passer. Yeah. Zayvon Collins, you're playing coverage. Or, you know, within like series series to series or whatever, like define or... Or even figure out what their best role is and maximize yeah. their athleticism at that role. Correct. Because I think that's the best way to get the most out of these players. Like if if Isaiah Simmons' best attribute is rushing the passer, he should be doing that. 100%. If Zayvon Collins' best attribute is playing man coverage, put him in fucking man coverage. You know what I mean? Like, right. Th- that is what the Jets have done well with Sauce Gardner. Yeah. He is great in man coverage. And they said, fuck it. He plays man coverage. He's also really good in zone, too. Yeah, but no matter what the defense is doing as a whole, he knows his job. It's right. to line up against that guy and stop him from getting the ball. Have have something clear-cut like that for your athletes. Is say, okay, this is your job, is line up here and do this. And I don't think they have that. Yeah, and then this team as a whole, it's a it's a weird mixture of a lot of really young talent and a lot of really old aging vets. Yep. Like they have a couple pieces to like build off of, but the rest of the pieces are just like AJ like, Green. Like this team, if this was like 7 years ago, this team is absolutely unstoppable. Yeah, based on the names that are there. Correct. But those aren't. They're not. They're the names. All are, they're just the names now. Yeah, AJ Green on this team. Zach Ertz on this team. JJ Watt on this team. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald used to play for this team. I'm, that had nothing to do with this. I just like Larry Fitzgerald. Um, 
Yeah, it get an identity on defense specifically. And then on offense, balance the offense. You're going way too heavy on the passing game because you have no rushing attack. Yeah. It's just, and I think that goes along with Firecliff. He just doesn't understand how to put together a run game. Yeah, I just don't think his system really works. Um, a couple years ago, know. they had James Conner rushing for, what, 25 touchdowns? 20? Yeah, know. last year he had like 20 touchdowns, I think. Yeah. But he had no yards. Yeah. Like, well, they also, I think they ran Chase Edmonds a bit too. Yeah, but they, they just don't understand how to put together a good running game. And that's that's my issue is because Kyler has to do everything himself. Yeah. The, it It's less successful. And I will say it, I feel like it was a decent idea to have a guy like cliff come in and yeah. get a quarterback like Kyler Murray. hundred percent. Cause that's exactly the type of quarterback that you play that you can absolutely dominate with in college. 100%. And I just don't think he did at Cliff. I don't think he did enough to enough scheme-wise to be able to use the talent that he has, which he has a lot of fucking talent on that offense. Yes, he does. So much talent. And he's I don't know, he squandered it. And now Kyler Murray is probably going to be out for most of next year. Like at this point, I think Cliff should be gone. Yep. And I mean, you just kind of have next year as like a kind of another throwaway. But that means that all your guys that are aging at this point, even Nuke Hopkins is a little older. Yeah. Like all of your talent gets another year older. All of your older guys, maybe they're not going to play anymore. Maybe they're going to go somewhere else. Hopefully not. Like there's there's a few guys that are still good. J.J. Watt surprisingly playing well. He's still the best thing. They moved him inside and he's just kind of like a. He's a pass rushing defensive tackle. Yeah, works right. Um, AJ Green, not not nope. doing it anymore. No, nope. um, but the have, they're oh, younger. Zach Zach Hurts, not really doing. Yeah, it not really anymore. But like their other, I think their core wide receivers, like Nuke is getting a little bit older. I don't think he's slowing down at all, though. That's um, I'll say that. Did you see the out of bounds one handed catch that he had? last week i didn't but i bet it was incredible oh boy like it was a play where he kind of went to the sidelines and in one of the camera angles you can't see him because the coaches are standing in the way and he walks back onto the field and the ref is doing the no catch thing but he has the ball in his hand and then they showed the replay and he he just kind of reaches up and with three fingers kind of grabs the tip of the ball as he's falling out of bounds and then just does, like nobody thinks anything of it he just he just grabbed the tip of the football with three fingers yeah. and caught it but he is out of bounds so it doesn't matter it is ridiculous <laughs> yeah and and to go along with nuke obviously he's your number 1 you yeah. have hollywood brown who's a good deep threat he's a good like when he's healthy. When he's healthy. And then Rondale Moore is just another supreme athlete. Yeah. And I but just I feel like they know what they're doing with Rondale Moore. Yeah, yeah. That's that, the one that's the one guy where yeah. Cliff is like, this dude, I know. Yeah. So I just think um it's gonna be tough next year because you're gonna have Kyler miss pretty much the whole season. 
And then, you know, you have to figure out what you want to do in the meantime. Like, do you just keep Cliff in a lame duck year next year? Fire him after next year? No. Like, what Like what do you, fire what do, you him do? Fire him now. Because He's not doing anything for you. Yeah, but at the same time, next year is a lost year anyway. It doesn't matter. Still, bring in a better culture. Because I don't think Cliff has a culture. That's that's another thing that I think this team could use a culture. Yeah. And Cliff don't have it. Br- Hell, bring in a defensive guy. Like a, not as head coach, but bring in a defensive guy that, like your uh, Vance. Vance Joseph, bring in like your, a guy that. Isn't he already the defensive coordinator? Is he? I think he is. That's that's where I got the name. Uh, the Todd Bowles. Bring in like Todd Bowles on defense. It he he doesn't he's not going to make the defense better, but he is going to give you something to work with. He's gonna he's gonna help you figure out who these players are, and then you have an offensive head coach because you need an offensive head coach with Kyler. So I'm gonna give you. A alternative. Not Mike Zimmer. No, 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 no. Okay. They need to find their own Dan Campbell. Like, you can't have Dan Campbell, but you got to find your own Dan Campbell. Find a guy that is just so charismatic and so just, I love football, and get the guys to buy in. And the next year when Kyler's healthy again, hopefully they have a plan for the offense that will fit Kyler and the skill set that he has. I'm trying to think of somebody, and I can't. I have no idea. I can't think of somebody like Dan Campbell. I don't think there's anybody actually like Dan Campbell. I think he is probably one of one. But find you a guy like that. I think Jared Allen would be interesting. As a head coach. No, but (laughs) personality-wise, leading a group of people... I think he'd be a fun guy. That'd be interesting. I think there'd be a lot of drinking. I think so, a lot of drinking. Are there any um, ESPN analysts that we could get as a head coach? I hear that's that's all the rage right now. Uh, who's the Riddick guy? Lewis Riddick? Yeah, Lewis No, Riddick. I think he's more of a GM type. Yeah, but that's who they're talking about. So, um. Tony Romo. Tony Romo is head coach. Let's do it. Yeah. He already knows what the defense is calling for. 100% every single play. Yeah, he reads minds. Actually, he's their defensive coordinator. Right. He already knows what's going to happen. He can put them in the right spots. Absolutely. All right. Well, I I don't have any more. We're beating a dead dog at this point. So I think we can... <laughs> what are you talking about? These jokes are great. Yeah. We, we can move on to the next segment. There isn't another segment. It, it's our plugs. <laughs> it's, you just wanted to play the thing again. It's, it's where you can find us. Um, we we do have social media. So, yeah, we're, we're on Twitter. As long as Twitter still exists, it's at football hole. Or just type in watering hole football. You'll probably find it. Uh, email us at watering hole football at gmail.com. We please, have, please. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. We, Give give us some ideas. We're running out of ideas. If yeah. you want to hear shows, tell us how to do them. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Um, we have a Facebook page, uh, Watering Hole Football. You can find that on Facebook. I think I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. 
I think we forget how many socials we have every single time. Oh, rate rate the show, review the show. I hear that helps the algorithms. Um, yeah. Comment on our Facebook posts. That helps us be seen by more people so that we yes. can get more than the three um, listeners to listen. It actually Shout out helps to you guys. immensely. Yeah, actually, like, helps out a lot when you comment on stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to our, our listeners that we know listen every week. Um, we do this for you, but also it's probably mostly for us, but Hey, if you get enjoyment out of it, have fun, but yeah, that's going to do it for us today. Um, hopefully we'll be back next week if people give us ideas and, uh, yeah, see you next time. Bye. Bye.